0: I'm ready. I'm ready. Ready when you are. Let's let's do it. (laughs) I'm Beth Ribeiro and this is Lesbians for Good. Hello, everyone. Um, Welcome to episode 10. I am really excited. Today we have a wonderful guest. Her name is Mamelo. (laughs) And we went to university together. And we just connected in that way and became friends. Mm. And I'm really excited to chat today to this wonderful human. Um, (laughs) Welcome, Mamelo.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Very, um, yeah, looking forward to I'm Kiki. I'm excited that you're
0: here. Yeah, let's Kiki. I'm um, Percy. Kiki. Um, Would you like to tell everyone your pronouns? And then would you like to tell them what you do with your life? Um, and where do you live?
1: Yeah, uh, my pronouns are she and her, uh, what I do with my life. I'm in the film and theatre industry as an actor, and if you're in this industry, some people may, some people might know this. You do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So do some sure voice, do you. yeah, yeah, do some voiceover stuff, um, and yeah, just getting into the filmmaking. So TBC, but yeah, that's where I'm at
0: right now. I'll tell you, folks. She's one of my favorite actresses. Thank you, love. You're Thank so you. Talented. That's so talented. I always oh. remember at university just being like in awe of what oh you my were goodness. able to like um present and like show. I was just so proud to like to be a part of watching you like grow during university. It was so I appreciate that. Hold that close
1: because this industry is T for Tough.
0: T for tough. It's Nails. Yeah. Hammer and Nails. Yeah. Literally. Um Okay.
1: Oh I'm in I'm in Cape Town. I'm in Cape Town.
0: Amazing. 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 So I'm really interested in your journey of discovering your queerness. And mm-hmm. obviously we can, you know, get into how that related to school. And you also went to a Catholic school. Am I right?
1: I did. I did for yeah. 12 very long so years. So we can get into that. But,
0: what, <laughs> but before we jump into that, what was your experience of of coming to your queerness? And what was that journey like for you?
1: Um, I found that, that journey has been for me very organic, I would say. I was thinking about like when did you realize you're queer? I've always known I was queer, um, but by virtue of Interesting. <laughs> by virtue so of so like teachers, since
0: you can remember, you I can know remember. you were queer.
1: Yeah, I've always known I've been queer. Almost I have felt have felt that there is something that's going on with my sexuality. I've come out to, like, family and to, like, my parents. I haven't had a specific moment of, like, coming out. I just, like, became queer.
0: <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. I feel like I just, since like... Since I knew you, I knew you were queer. Yeah. Yeah. I felt um, like that was something that, you know, you, like, in a the most beautiful, like, bubbly way, just, like, it was part of you since mm, I knew you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so I can't I can't think of like a distinct, and that, that's just kind of been my journey and the beginnings of my journey. I think like as a queer baby, and I think yeah, actually I know a big part of that has been having queer friends, which isn't something I really had in vast, I mean, in high school, um, and like being around more queer people, being able to see myself through them, allowing myself to feel reflected and understood, and like oh, I, I see myself in that, or that feels very mm. me, or. Um, yeah, I can feel like I can accept that through what I see through them, you know?
0: What what is the development of your queerness meant and how has it changed over time? Like, you said that it came to you. Mm. In the beginning, was it something that was difficult to accept or learn about yourself or mm-hmm. has it always been a celebration from the start like what has that journey looked like
1: um yeah def- uh, if we start from the top it f- uh, definitely not celebrated from the beginning um it's definitely come with like its own like contentions um that I've had to to navigate specifically around my family that I've come out to um and it's like been back, uh, back and forth, like uh, like I think so a fundamental moment of that is like when I came out to my mom per se, which before then I was like uh, very comfortable with my queerness. Um, and there was someone who I was kind of not dating at the time, but like had gone on a few dates with her. Um, and my mom was in town <laughs> and she was in town, I obviously living in Cape Town and she's in Joburg and she was in town. And um, I was going on a few dates with this person, and I was like, I don't, it, I was almost split like 50 50 because part of me was like, I'm just gonna slip into conversation that I'm kind of going on a date with this girl, love and dating this person, and see how she reacts just for fun. Like, I'm not gonna sit her down. It's not gonna be like a very stereotypical mom, you know, I'm gay, you know, yeah. I'm not gonna have that conversation. I'm just gonna like, while we're having a while we're having wine, just be like, I'm dating this girl. It's been so much fun. This is her name, da 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 And see how it goes. So mm-hmm. I think, and before then, I had felt very that's the thing. I had felt so comfortable with my queerness and just like accept, you know, like had accepted myself for where I was. Um mm-hmm and just in my head had assumed that that's exactly how this conversation was going to go because it had felt so like easy and organic and free and natural and just Mm -hmm. a part of my journey, you know, in this world. That's not how it went. So, (laughs) so like, it's the end of the day, I'm like staying with her at this hotel that she's at and I'm like, She's like, how are things, my love? And I'm like, yeah, things like I'm seeing this person or we're we'll going on a few dates. We'll see how it goes. It's been lots of fun. And she goes, you're seeing who now? Um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm seeing this. I'm just seeing this woman. It's been a lot of fun. Um, she's this, 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 this. And she's like, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on,
0: hold on, hold <laughs> hold on. Wait I, a little second.
1: Like say that again. I was like, yes. I said what I said, um, and she's like, oh, you're just gonna you're just gonna slip that in then. I'm like, yes, I said what I said. All in all, deeply traumatic. Deeply traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of kind of it was yeah. It was it was a it was a, it was a very difficult night for the both of us. That um, obviously it ended with her having to be yeah, just contending with her child, not be being who she had anticipated or like aspired Mm -hmm. for her child to be growing up in the world. Um, And yeah, kind of throughout when I it was essentially me coming out to my mom, but in the most like laissez-faire way that I wanted to. Um, That is so interesting. (laughs)
0: That's basically how I came out too. Like I just had no idea that it was going to be a thing. And now I'm like, maybe it's a little bit of like, naivety like p- how could I think that my parents weren't gonna like have some kind of reaction Yeah, but I had like very similar to you had just like experienced it as a thing of joy there was yeah. no shame involved in it I was just yeah. like I had kind of like found this part of myself, part of myself so exactly. excited about it and I was just like oh this is just like another thing like yeah. just like the career I want to pursue like this yeah. is just like my dream right, exactly it's just who I am and same I like same. did not think. in any way <laughs> think that there was at all going to be this like big dramatic like coming out. Like I just it. told my parents. Yeah. And I just there was just shock and horror. Yeah. And everyone was clutching shocked. pearls. Everyone was clutching pearls. Mm-hmm. And but continue with your story.
1: So yeah, yeah. Um it took us a few months to like for her to make sense of it Mm -hmm. Um, and for her to make sense of like what it, (laughs) what it means. Like she was like, I get just dating women and I get just dating men, but I don't get both sis. I don't get what is this? How how does, how does a spectrum exist? I get it in binaries, you know, but I don't get, I don't get how it exists as a spectrum. And then you being my child coming with it as a spectrum is confusing Mm -hmm. for me. And not something that it was difficult because that's not something she could relate to. Um, So a lot of teaching, a lot of patience, a lot of grace. Um, Yeah, and 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 also
0: like what you. Now it's vibes. (laughs) Now it's vibes. Love that. Now it's vibes. I think it's you. Also touched on this, but it's like not at all what your parent expects for their child.
1: Yeah, and I think yeah. Yeah, now it's kind of where I'm at with my queerness is, I think it just permeates my meanness. It's just who I am now. Um, totally. I think it's like this idea of like being, like it's who I have become and now it's just who I am. And I think it informs a lot of how, I think right now it is informing how I want to see the world, um, mm. specifically in media, And the work, I think it's now starting to inform my career, what I think is valuable in my career, what I want to see, who I want to make work with, um, uh, who should Mm. be, you know, like I recently had a conversation with, like I got a casting, I think like three days ago, and the protagonist is a trans woman. And I was, and then I'm like, and I had a little knock at my agents, like, who who are they casting um, are they casting cis people for this? And if they are, then you can sign me out of it. And I was coming on as like a casting for like a day player, but I was like, those aren't the politics I believe in anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't feel comfortable um, interacting any other way. So mm-hmm. I think now we're starting to inform how I work and how I use my voice with the work that I'm making. Totally.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. And,
0: and it's so hard to do that in our industry when we're freelancers. Yeah. Because saying no to things also sometimes means not getting a paycheck yeah and so it makes it so much more difficult but living by your truths is more valuable and for me gives me more peace and like sense of achievement than than compromising on on who i am and what i believe in yeah yeah
1: yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. Um, you are in love.
1: I am in love.
0: And I am, am so in love. happy for you. <laughs> Thank in your love. you.
1: Thank you very
0: much. I want to ask a question that yes. if you feel uncomfortable answering, tell me absolutely Um, have you are dating a man
1: I am you're dating dating a a cis man I am
0: what are people's have people changed their perception of your queerness or have you felt a change in people's receptiveness of your queerness and a judgment of this as a result of dating a cis man
1: yeah yeah um yeah absolutely yeah I I think it's a wonderful question I think it's a Fantastic question. Um, so yes, since starting to date my partner, no, nothing from no one, nowhere, <laughs> anywhere. No, yeah, that's incredible. Nothing from no one, anywhere, not at all. Not a not a not a voice, not a not a you know, not a not a consideration, not a side eye, not a bombastic side eye. Nothing. Um, wow, I love that. It's actually been more me than anything like am i queer do you know what i mean am i a gay girl no. if i'm dating this straight white man am i is no. she is she <laughs> so <laughs> i think more more so at the beginning of our relationship i found myself being like <laughs> feeling yeah just kind of like revoking my own gay card away from me um because i'm in a relationship with a with a man um and yeah, I just kind of had to contend with some of those feelings that I had towards myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think through, yeah, I think through like time. I think the ways in which I've done away with with that feeling is in knowing. I think just I think it's about certainty. I think it comes down to like certainty and security, and knowing that I haven't had to contend with with anyone else really um which I'm thankful that's for really
0: beautiful that's um, really beautiful
1: yeah so it's really just been about certainty and security and ease I think it's the thing of ease and knowing that no one can really take away yourself from yourself you know
0: and honestly it's no one else's fucking business
1: it's no one else's fucking business yeah yeah it was it was it was a slight thing I think at the beginning of a relationship that I was having towards my with myself in a conversation that I think I was having more with myself around around it you know Um, but yeah, I haven't, I think with time, it's just been a time thing really that I've been able to ease back into myself and knowing that it's like, that's not a thing. (laughs) That's not a thing.
0: It's not a thing. And you are still dressed as queer just because you're dating this person does not take away that queerness. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing. I love that you have still experienced the same like acceptance and love. Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah. I will fight a bitch
0: I otherwise. Love <laughs> 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 yeah. So you went to a Catholic school. Did that Catholicness influence other than muting? Like, were you attached to? the Christian side of things and do you still identify in that? Like, was your family Catholic or Christian Mm. or, Mm. and what was your like relationship with that? And what kind of conversations were you having about queerness and religion at home?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was definitely synonymous. I think my Christian kind of very Catholic upbringing Mm-hmm. similar to you has very it has been related to the way that I had related with queerness um and related to and the way that everyone out like my immediate family related to queerness as well you know um so I think yeah I think it's that idea of like growing up specifically with like family it's like people can be queer but we are not queer yes yeah, I'm more than happy for everyone else to be queer. I'm more than happy for like my colleagues to be queer. I'm more than happy. I'm more than happy for everyone else. Like I have gay friends. I'm more than happy, but we're not, <laughs> you know. And it's wow, that yeah. sh- it's a shattering when it's like we oh, we are now. Um and I think I've kind of shattered that um that understanding. Um and growing up in in the church, I think um definitely had an impact on how I perceived my my sexuality. It was less about, like, what the, the general Catholic Church, you know, it was less about what, like, the father was thinking about me and my sexuality, mm-hmm. but more about, I was far more concerned with, like, what my family was thinking about in relation to my sexuality. And that because it then became about Catholicism because there is this, like, long history of, like, that dates generations with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think now, um, yeah, not, I haven't been to church in ages, child, in years, in years, in years. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and I kind of just, when people ask, like, are you religious or spiritual or what's your vibe? Are you, you don't, know, do you even believe in anything? Um, yeah, I think, r- right, these days I just land on knowing um, that I there is a God, knowing that I have a relationship with God. Um, mm-hmm. that I'm made in the image of God. So, you know, my queer ass is loved deeply. Um, mm-hmm. And knowing that, yeah, that I'm moved by the spirit, moved by spirit. Um, mm-hmm. But I yeah, haven't, and I think, I think there is probably still a contention around being queer and being in the church. Because I think similar to what you were saying earlier, like the more I've, I found my sexuality, the more I just started to gravitate away from um like you know traditional ritualism around my relationship with with Catholicism specifically
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, because for me, that was kind of the more I distanced myself from the structure of the yeah. church, yeah, not necessarily from God mm. but from the structure of the church and the expectations that surrounded that, yeah, the more I allowed myself to love this part of myself, which yeah. was not something like you said that you knew from a long time ago. This was something that I like just figured out for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I only realized it when I was about 20. Mm, I didn't know it was there. It's not something that like sat with me for a long time and that I was hiding. It mm. just came. Mm. I just understood and saw. Mm. It's like someone put glasses on me. I finally like saw this part of myself. Yeah. But I couldn't see it when I was in the church because I wanted to be this good Catholic and I wanted to like have a husband and live in the fullness of like what God wanted kind of thing. Mm. Mm. And the more I distanced myself from that, the more I acknowledge this part of myself. And I think I always have difficulty because I do still believe in God and I do still, you know, sometimes pray and sometimes have this like engagement with this being that I feel so connected to. Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, there are so many questions because I'm like, well, if I don't believe in the church, like how do I have this relationship with this being? And because for me, so much of my Catholicism was like, Catholicism is the only way. Like it was the only Christianity. It's the truest form of Christianity. Mm. And so there's so many connotations in my head that like anything other than Catholicism is not valid. Mm. And... Or, or not, not valid, it's just not the truest form of having a relationship with God. Mm. And so even though I still have this like spiritual connection mm. and right now like I don't know if it is God, I don't know what, what that is and that's just a journey that I'm exploring on my own and I feel very comfortable like going through that journey.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it, it, there's so many connotations that are associated with it mm. because I... Have been taught so much that like the only way is Catholicism, and mm-hmm. I cannot be a part. I choose not to be a part of that because I can never fully be myself in that space, mm-hmm. and so I don't want to be there. Mm. Um, yeah, but that—that that there is so much that I like feel a connection to, mm. and and there is this this being that I've had a relationship with for a very long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that you've been, like, guided by.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, and, like, in ways, for me, exist beyond these these structures um, or these, yeah, these rituals that I've upheld since the first time I walked into a chapel, you know, that exist mm-hmm. beyond, are held within it, you know, but exist beyond it. Um, totally. Yeah, and it's, for me, it's, like, finding ways that I can feel, allow myself to be felt and like, held by, by God, you know. Um, and yeah, and it exists beyond, like, going to church, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And my, yeah,
1: like, my, it, for me, it feels a lot more intimate than it has in the... Yeah, there's an intimacy that exists, mm-hmm. I think, than it has far more, actually, than I think when I was actually going to church or, like, getting confirmed or, you know, mm-hmm. um, more so. Um, yeah, more now than before.
0: Yeah, and I have... It It's it's a relationship that gets to be redefined by my original perceptions of what this being was. Yeah. And I often come back to and have recently been thinking a lot about, like, you know, we were always taught that God didn't have a gender. That God was a woman and a man and everything in between. Mm-hmm and i'm just like okay so why are people confused if this is true Excuse why are people me? <laughs> confused about the gender spectrum literally <laughs> but also that if that is true then then firstly gender is a spectrum and everything exists on that spectrum including yeah. my sexuality yeah and that is something I take peace in, in relation to like this being, mm-hmm. whatever that is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, have it's you... the hypocrisy for me, all the hypocrisy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, If you can understand that Jesus, that, that God is all of them, but then not understand the gender <laughs> spectrum. Yeah. Explain yourself. Explain yeah. yourself.
1: 10 marks for 10 marks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, does your family still go to church, and do they mm, or did they ever
1: they did they did. I think they did when I was at church like my parents my parents don't go to church anymore. um they kind of go for like the special ones, you know for an easter or like a a, a Christmas or something um and i actually' I, I think it's because I have been like you know what thanks for doing all these things but like I'm gonna go do my own thing I think it's allowed them the opportunity not to be as like to have to uphold the standard that they were raised with they're like oh, oh that's it. a really and interesting thing anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she is not going so we're gonna take it easy guys um so they don't really go to church much they go like once every like four months or even what like every twice a year at this point I feel like the, I don't hear them as much going like, we're going to church, Sunday we're going to church. And I think it's because, I think we have never had this conversation. So it would be an interesting conversation to have with my parents now. Um, but about like how, why that relationship has changed since I've been out the house and I have allowed that relationship to change for me or that ritual or that, you know, to change for myself.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I think like ritual of things... Is a way for, like the ritual of church is a way that parents feel like they're imparting specific knowledge. They're putting you in a place that has structure to understand something that is difficult to understand. Definitely there is that pressure to impart this knowledge on a child. And when you get baptized, it's a promise you make that you'll bring your child every single week to church. And that you will impart the knowledge of the Catholic, of the Catholic church onto them. Mm. And so I think there is this pressure to like, to do right.
1: Yeah. I think there's a freedom in like our generation that I'm finding that I think is allowing like a freedom in how we identify with so many different things totally. that I think they're like, the parents are like, have just been waiting to exhale. Um, mm. And I think we're like, well, we have given ourselves grace and freedom and patience just to figure things out in ways that feel right for us. Um, And I think they in their grown age are giving themselves that space as well. You know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, before we close the conversation, I really want to have a conversation about something th- which I feel like would be silly not to have a conversation about, which I have been thinking about. and
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, Cape Town is a complicated place. Truly. <laughs> and and Truly. queerness in Cape Town is a very complicated thing. Absolutely. And there are certain types of queerness in Cape Town that are acceptable, namely cis, white, gay men. How does that, like, what does that look like for you in your experience of queerness Um, in Cape Town?
1: I think what that looks like. I think at the beginning, I think when I just realized I was queer, I was like surrounding myself socially with a lot more. I think it's around what I was surrounding who I, who I was surrounding myself with and what I mm-hmm. perceived as being like the like the baseline of what queerness looks like. Um mm-hmm. so I think I like was around, I I was around a lot more like w- white cis gay men. Mm-hmm. Um and as I've understood, as and as I've as kind of at the time was feeling less and less, something was like off. I think I mentioned this earlier, like less and less seen, especially like, like as a black woman, like I'm not being reflected right now. Um, mm-hmm. And over time, I've just been able to open up that spectrum for myself and just hold space and create friendship um, with people that aren't white and gay and cis. And mm-hmm. therefore, yeah, just create a spectrum of, of friendships and working relationships that don't necess- that don't look like that, and just yeah, mm-hmm. not uphold those spaces. Like it's just it's important to me not to uphold those spaces or not to just have those spaces. And I know, like yeah, even with pride, there was a time I haven't really I don't really go to pride often in Cape mm-hmm. Town, and there was a time. I think, I, yeah, and similar, like, I was going to Pride, like, I think maybe five years ago. I remember going to Pride and haven't, re- I think the space is changing now. Like, I know the Pride that was, uh, the Pride now, this this Pride this year, um, was yeah. a lot more, is becoming a lot more brown. But traditionally, it has been very white mm-hmm. um, and very kind of gay as well.
0: Well, also how that, how that the wealth is linked to the gay male whiteness. Oh, absolutely. Totally. Especially in Cape Town. And class. And how that yeah. and class and how that creates a specific dynamic that creates power for certain parts of queerness to be visible and allowed, but for many other parts to not be. Yeah. And yeah. how complicated that dynamic is. Yeah. And messy that is. Yeah.
1: And like, it's all, it's all, it's kind of all, inter- you know, in the wise, it's all intersectional. Because um, mm-hmm. it's like, who then has space? Who lives, you know, if you're talking about like space, race physical space? Class? Yeah. Who has the, who has access to the space? Who has to then like go out for like an event? And then who needs to trek all the way back to like Kailicha or to Googs um, mm-hmm. and can't be doing that at 4 a.m. in the morning? So then who is able to like go from Point? from their, like, five-bedroom Point apartment to, like, Pink Panther. So mm-hmm. it's all – and it all then who are we seeing, who then has the power, who has the, the voice, and who's then visibilized. And it's all affected. Um, yeah, and it's all kind of intersectional. It's geography, class, race. Um, so that then affects who is being seen, Um but, yeah, I think that's changing. So now what it looks like for me is that I'm just surrounded by people that uh, are a range of queerness um, mm-hmm. and a range of sexuality and a range of gender and genderlessness. Um, mm. And, yeah, and it's that's what is taking up the space. It's about who is at the front line. Um, and I think, like, yeah, like people specifically cis People, white people, um, gay people, gay men specifically, making space for everybody else. You know, um, so I can feel that it's changing.
0: Okay, I asked you to pick a lesbian of the week, which we didn't yes! have last week. Last week, okay. So, do you want to tell us who your lesbian of the week is? My Lesbian of the Week
1: um, is uh, they are a they're a queer icon, in my opinion. Um, they're a local queer icon. So those that want to can do their own research. But uh, their name is Lauren Lofsa. I don't know if you know them.
0: Can you say it again? We lost connection a little bit. Their name their is na- Lauren Lofsa.
1: They're a filmmaker and like an intimacy coordinator that I've worked with in Cape Town and have had the chance to make stuff with. Um, and they're just so iconic um, in the ways that they show up for themselves and our community. And they have a really cool podcast as well. It's a sex podcast specifically. Uh, and it's called Open Wide, Say Ah. Uh, um, and yeah, I think they're they're very cool and yeah I'm just always so in awe of them in the ways that they show up as a queer person um and that's my lesbian of the week they are I love that I am certainly gonna gonna look into this person yes please do I love
0: this please do wow amazing yeah Yeah. well Mamelo I have Absolutely love this conversation. So have I. It's been I. So fun. I'm in awe of the person that you are. I think Likewise. you are magical <laughs> and wonderful, and I'm so proud of who you are. And I'm so proud to call you my friend. Babe. And thank you so much for coming on Lesbians for Good. It was thank wonderful so to chat for to you and me. it's been so much fun hear about some of your experiences.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been so cool and i'm so proud of what you're doing and this work um and yeah there's baby queers across the world who are listening in and yeah feeling affirmed and seen and loved we
0: love the baby i wish i
1: wish i wish i I had this like seven years ago Mm. you know
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it would have been really really impactful so thank you for your work i'm so proud of you
0: thank you my love